Hey everyone, and welcome to the Engineer of What podcast. You have myself, Nathan Westfall, and Ricky Warden. What is up? Yeah, we're gonna be talking tons of stuff this week from tech to open source, to how easy it is to hack an app, to Ricky getting married. Let's just, Ricky, how you doing? Let's just dive right into that. I'm yeah. doing all right, how are you? Um, I'm good. I can't say this has been, um, it's one of those weeks where I've done so much stuff, but I've done so much outside of my job. I feel like I'm behind. Uh, yeah, no, I, I got that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's been an interesting week. My boss has been out for most of it, actually, except for one day. I haven't is, seen that, it. is that good for you? Is that like your office gets more work no. done when she's not there? No it's work the when she's not there? No, because like I, I do stuff and then she has to review it. And then uh, it, it takes a while for her because she has a backlog of stuff that we need to get done. And if she's out, you know, nothing's getting done. So it makes stuff go very slow during the yeah, week. Yeah, so you've got a bunch of but, stuff waiting in review. Yep, basically. It's fun. Yeah. It's whatever. It's all good. I get that. Uh, yeah, that was, that, that's all that's going on really right now. Do you want to hear about my big breakthrough of the day? I just happened to think of this. So it's not even in the show notes. My big break. What's up? So we're in the process of taking one of our platforms at work and translating it to a version two, right? So kind of, um, we're not building any new features per se, but we're kind of like rebuilding it from the ground up. You feel me? Like it's old tech, so we want to make it new tech. Right. So we're using like .NET Core, Angular, Material Design, all this cool stuff. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, our current code base now, which is huge, is on TFS's source control which I don't know if you've ever heard me complain no. and whine, but I hate it. It's uh, it's not a fun source control thing. It's not like GitHub or anything like that. So we had our uh, our meeting today to just talk about direction with it. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, can you check in what you've done? And I'm like, no, I'm not using that source control. It's of the devil. I'm not, not, <laughs> not participating in it. So today I was able to go into the project and for V2 of this application, it will now be going forward in Git. So you have no idea how long I've pushed for stuff to be in Git, that Git is the way to go, that nothing else matters but Git. So the fact that it's in Git, I'm in extremely happy. Extremely. So now, so, how does that, what is that different from the TFS? So TFS source control, I don't even know if that's the actual name for it. I think it is. Uh, team foundation version control is what it is. Um, it's a uh, Microsoft's attempt at Git and it's really bad. So obviously we can talk about this. Microsoft bought GitHub. Microsoft yeah. tried to build its own version of source control of Git and realized it sucked. So they Can't had join all, him yeah. So all their employees moved to GitHub and started doing all their repositories. Some of it open source, some of it closed source, but they used GitHub for it. And then Microsoft was like, man, we pay these guys like thousands of dollars a month. Let's just buy them out for $7.5 billion. So they did that. Yeah. Um, Git is significantly better. So team foundation source control, you have things like, uh, they're called chain sets and shelf sets. I don't know why you'd name something shelf. Like that's just weird. That's weird. Um, yeah. So chain sets, like when I check code in, shelf sets, I check code in, but I want it like stored somewhere else for later. So it's not technically involved with everything. It's just somewhere else. Um, Git is great because Git works on your machine. Like if I check in code for TFS, I have to be connected to the internet. If I check mm-hmm. in code for Git, I can check in code locally on my computer and then just push it all to the server later. 
Um, so like the benefit is I can work on a plane, no yeah. internet, get all this That's code nice. done and then push it when I land. Right. Um, they have branches, pull requests, um, better tools for like, um, monitoring code quality, uh, code reviews, just, it supports like a better development life cycle essentially. So I'm a huge fan of it cause I want people, I'm one of those few guys who I want people to actually review my code. Well, you like open source. Yeah, so I like collaboration. Your life is open source, and which is a great segue into a point that came up today at work. Um, I was told by the other GIS guy where I work that our IT person for the company thinks that open source is of the devil and that it isn't good because it's all hackable. Rebuttal. No. (laughs) (laughs) Open source (laughs) projects aren't hackable any more than anything else it's just right they're they're easier to find holes because of the fact that they're open source but in yep. reverse because it's easier for people to find these holes people patch them so yep. like you have the benefit of yes so and so can go through my code and try to find a hack but so and so who doesn't want to hack me finds the hole and fixes it for me so you have literally the flip of both where it's just right encourages better quality code and the and the funny part was is that this was for Esri open source code. It was for their API. Hold Esri's on. Esri, I, Esri doesn't – I don't think they believe in open source. I mean, they have repositories, right? I mean, now that I'm looking at it, they have over 500. Yeah. Um, but, like, if I want the actual, like, Esri runtime, I can't get that open source. I can't because I would be fixing all my no. problems right now. But we were it – was a, it was a web map that um, we were basing on Azure – and by the mm-hmm. way, he hates Azure also, so that's fun. He, Does he have an alternative, or he just hates the cloud? He he likes Amazon, apparently, okay. is what he I'll, likes. I'll leave it. That's fine. I'm not upset by that. I'm just disappointed. <sighs> I, yeah, I'm just, yeah. Um, and he thinks, like, the whole Azure base is just a whole sham, and it, it's not good. Um, okay. He, yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's all I got. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically said, like, uh, it was a web map on that we had authentication through Azure that we're just fooling around with, basically. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, yeah, it looks good, but it's all open source. So it means that it's all hackable. And we're like, it's just a web map. Like, what are people going to be? <laughs> like, what's the big deal here? So you're going to see some discharge reports. Ooh, okay. Well, you ready for this? <laughs> One of, at least off the top of my head, um, one of the biggest projects on GitHub, or at least in my mind, one of the biggest projects on GitHub is um, something called Identity Server. Yeah. Um, Identity Server is a massive platform built on OpenID, which I'm pretty sure is also open source. Um, Basically manages OAuth systems, which for those of you who don't know, is basically every single type of modern web login uses OAuth. Google, GitHub, Microsoft, um, Yahoo, I mean, Apple. I mean, I can't think of one that doesn't use OAuth, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We use it where we work. It's hugely accepted. It's like the standard in terms of authentication because of how secure it is, and it's open source. Yeah, well, he's obviously just talking out of his butt, so you know it's all right. I know, but it, that's what we when have you to go work. see when you go see him next time. You can be like, boom! Guess what? Google logins, open source. Fire back at me, bro. AWS, uh, your precious AWS, their identity server stuff. Boom, open source. 
come back at me. Oh, can't use it, I guess. Oh, no. I know. Yeah. yeah. You know how much of the AWS platform is all open source? About 100 repositories worth. <laughs> His precious AWS. Every single SDK. It, every single SDK is open source. .NET, Java. Their CLI is open source. Their Lambda oh, functions are open source. It's all hackable, man. It's all, um, it's all a sham. It can't work. A bunch of stuff. I'm just going through right now. <laughs> it's just all open source. Anyway, um, what is this project you've been talking about? Microsoft and Dramada? Dramada? Andromeda. Yeah. Okay. They, they announced it like during E3. It's like a so it's a um, a revamp of the Windows Phone. Remember when we had those? We both had. You had a Nokia. I had the uh, HTC. No matter what people say, that was a good. It good was a platform. good. My HTC. No one bought was into it. Boss. It was great. Yeah, and I had the Nokia, like the last one they made, that was really oh, good. My gosh, I love the Beats yeah. Audio in my HTC. The, the Lumia nine hundred one. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was the, a beast. That was both of our phones. We loved our phones because they're so quick and just responsive. It just apps, man. Lack of apps killed us. But. I know. Which is, by the way, side point, really funny, uh, because if I, if Windows Phone was like five years later, I'd be making Windows apps like off the wazoo right now, like everywhere. Oh, I know. Well, because you can do HTML5 Windows apps, so like super easy. Oh, but even Xamarin Forms, which is what I do now, is built for UWP, which is Windows Phone and Windows Desktop. So literally, you and I, if we had our Windows Phones now, you'd be like, oh, I need this app for something. Done. Boom. Got it. Yep. Huh. I mean, I'm on Google Fi, so like I couldn't. Oh man, that makes me mad. Yeah. I might, might have to switch to like I don't know, uh, Straight Talk or something if I want to go with this Andromeda. So basically, it, well, it's basically their revamp of Windows Phone because um, okay. the last one that I had was Windows 8 on there. Yeah, Windows Phone 8, right? Well, now with yep. uh, Windows 10, and you know, having that. The Windows 10, it can go on any device, blah, blah, blah. That's the whole selling point. It's all interconnected in the cloud. Right. Well, they're making it into a uh, two-screen handheld device that's a phone, um, but is made for modular phones. So it can work on basically anything. Interesting. Is what they're, tra- is what they're aiming for, carve out that. So it's they're going to try and do a uh, phone with it, but I think it's also going to be good for... Um, OEMs to make their own Windows Phone, such as Nokia, or wait, Microsoft owns Nokia, right? For the phones, yeah, they do. Okay, they bought Nokia. well for HTC, for instance. You know, they could yep. make a Windows Andromeda phone with their own hardware, or whatever. That so Andromeda, so is a Andromeda the device, or they're coming it's, out with a new operating system called Andromeda? It's the operating system called Andromeda. Okay. Um, but they're kind of using it like interchangeable between the device and the, uh, that's where I'm getting confused. Cause I think you're right. I think it, they're interchanging it or at least everyone that I'm reading is, I think it's just like it. the one the same and they can't really like do much. It's so new. No one knows. Yeah. It's, it's a pipe dream. I think is what a lot of people are saying. Cause you know, windows phone was, it was great at first and then just tanked, you know, eventually because when but, people realized, you know, you couldn't have any apps on it. But that'll. Here's the thing, though. I just read. Uh, not only will Andromeda support uh, UWP apps, which is Windows 10 and Xbox apps. Yeah. It'll support PWA apps, which is um, like a web application bundled up. Yeah. So HTML and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And unlike the um, phone, you know, the old Windows phone, 
it'll support classic Windows 32 apps, so like Windows XP, those type of apps. Interesting. So I wonder yeah. if they're trying to make it into like a modular system so you can put it on Pro, on like a Surface Pro or like a phone. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. I yep. think that, well, that's what Windows 10 was supposed to be initially, right? It was supposed to be like you could put it on right. a phone, on a laptop, it, and it would just modulate to whatever it needed which, to do. Which they did. They were just way too late, right? Like I oh, had yeah. I had the Windows 10 update, but then it was like oh, six right. months later, they're like, oh, we're done. Oh, that's true. I never got that because I think my HTC was too underpowered for that. I mean, it was cheap, yeah. so I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Man, I miss but, that. I kind of miss that phone, the Beats Audio, last night in your uh, Purple Turd van. Oh. Oh, that was a good phone. Oh my gosh, that was great. Yeah, yeah. Let's see, Sky okay. High. But anyway, so speaking of uh, PWA apps, do you know uh, what all entails with them? Progressive web apps. No. Okay. Progressive web apps are. Um, it's an app that's essentially built in HTML5, so I can go in. Uh, and just build like a web page, right? It's supposed to be a mm-hmm. bunch of JavaScript, bunch of Node stuff, and then most of them are built on top of this framework. Again, open source called uh, Cordova, Cordava. I think it's Cordova, um, which allows like you and JavaScript to call like native functions, like open the camera and get my location and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it like bridges the gap between, in my mind, Node JS web developers and mobile app development um you'll hear people in my community argue back and forth like there's one guy in their office who loves pwa and then me and the other guy who love examine forms are like oh my god are you kidding me it's a joke like no one wants to program like this <laughs> right um and to prove the point of pwas uh there was an app that came across my lap this week uh i didn't build it i had nothing to do with it it was actually another company that built it um something that was kind of not competing with us but just kind of in the same field right mm-hmm. um and i'm like ah oh, i wonder what i can do um so i went to the android app store i downloaded the apk onto my phone i then plugged my phone into my computer transferred the apk to my laptop changed the extension to zip opened it up found out it was a wpa app Took the JavaScript file, unminified it through some online generator, and looked at 40,000 lines of source code in under five minutes. <laughs> I feel like you're not supposed to be able to do that, right? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Here's what most people do, right? When you release an app to the public, right? I don't have to do this for all my apps because some of them sit on a web server somewhere, and the amount of effort that I'm going to get, you know, out of it's not worth it. But like an iOS app, an Android app, something that I'm giving to, let's say you, right? The consumer at this point. Yeah. I want to protect my code. Uh, Maybe it's open source, but most apps aren't open source. There's always some layer to them that's monetized, right? So you want to protect that Mm -hmm. layer. Right. Um, What we did was uh, we took, you do this thing called obfuscate code, obfuscate, so ob Fuscate. And what it does is, is it basically translates your code into a bunch of gibberish and then compiles it that way so that when someone tries to decompile it, they can't make sense of it. So like it encrypts your strings, it names functions, all this random stuff. It, you know, uh, it gets it 
backwards and forwards and just it gets it gets to be a mess right and that's what you want i want it so that if you try to decompile my app yes you can like there's no way around it but when you can look at what it decompiled it's like oh my god this is gibberish like it doesn't make sense right um as far as i know you can't do that in pwas very well like you can kind of minimize it which instead of the function name being like uh get string it's just a right yeah um which is fine i mean that's something but i can probably figure out the rest of the code pretty easily um you can't obfuscate javascript like you can other libraries because Mm -hmm. if you obfuscate javascript too much it just breaks it's not it's not designed for that because it's meant for like the client side, like in a web browser code. Yeah. Anything there, like if you're in Chrome right now, you can just, oh, what is it? F12. Uh, yeah, F12. And then boom, you can just see the JavaScript, right? Yeah. You don't want that on a phone app. I mean, can you imagine all the logic? There's like private keys back to servers and oh, yeah. uh, encryption no, keys. Bad, and yeah. There's stuff you don't want that, right? So that's like been my biggest argument towards a pwa app is like yes it's super easy and maybe i'd use it in some rare case where it's like an open source app where all the data doesn't matter but 99 percent of the time i'm not gonna do that for that very reason so yeah that was a fun project for this week under five minutes just look at source code uh app related to uh what you do or uh just kind of kind of not really um okay. it was more just something that was also like released on like the esri platform they happen to also use esri mm-hmm. um so i was just going through it to see what it could do what they do all that good stuff and we know esri has a great record with uh, bugs and <sighs> code right i have i'm gonna put it in the show notes just so if anyone listening wants to go and give me a thumbs up because of how <laughs> ridiculous this is um it's a uh, a bug that I put in. What is it now? May thirty first. Good lord! And no replies, no feedback, no nothing. It's so bad, right? So bad. Not only did I submit this item on the community board with like my code, the stack trace I got back, I got another error related to it a couple days later. Went to go put it in as a comment and got flagged. <laughs> okay. So my comment is not even there. You can't see it. I have to log in and see my own comment, and it's under review by a moderator oh my gosh. as of like two weeks ago. So, um, yeah, so go to the show notes, click the link, give it a thumbs up, have Ezri send some love my way. Um, I really want them to fix their stuff or make it open source, and I will gladly fix it for you. <laughs> Ezri and open source, right, right. You can't make money off of open source. Come on now. No, I can't. That. I, I don't think we talked to, actually I think we did talk about this last episode we talked about Mapbox did we? I, th- um, I think you just texted me about that oh okay so Mapbox I'll talk about this real quick in the show notes they've uh, stepped up their game the past couple years with uh, it looks gorgeous now yeah so you can do like 3d rendering you can mm-hmm. do uh, navigation searching maps spatial queries uh, and there's tons of people using it, like IBM, Snapchat, MapQuest, uh, GitHub, Evernote, MasterCard, CNN, DoorDash. I mean, a bunch of companies using it, right? Weather Channel, they use it for all their map stuff. Yeah. Um, huge benefit. They're not that expensive. Uh, they look 
their interface is clean. Like their maps look good. Their editor. They, they look better than Esri, I think. Because yeah, I think they do. personally, I think Esri is just it's kind of clunky on the map. It's side. outdated. It yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, yo, their maps are clean. If you look at some of their demos, it's awesome. You can mm-hmm. dynamically change the map colors like on the fly, really quick, responsive. Doesn't take long. Uh, their online portal, you can edit uh, your own vectors. You can add a tile map server based off tiles that you want to overlay on top. You can create your own layers that might have polygons, uh, lines, points, you name it. Um, and it's all done in the browser, and it's super fast. It's and enough. you don't have yeah. to have separate licenses per user either. So like, I could have one account. I get paid wow. for the number of people that are using that map, but I can have 100 people editing that map at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with Ezra. Well, Ezra came out with this new um, thing called AEC. I don't know if you've heard of that one. but uh, I haven't. It's a archi- architecture engineering construction, architectural engineering construction. And it's basically it makes it able, people have been asking Ezra for this forever, that uh, consultants like what we do where we build a map for whoever that they ask us to do it for, um, we can build it and then they can log in. So then they have these uh, level one users on Esri and then they can log in and see the maps that we create. But then after a year, they have to buy their own um, license. So it's it's still mon- it's heavily monetized because you can only have a certain amount of users, certain amount of time too, whereas Mapbox just gets, just throws that all out the window. You can have people gotcha. editing it, you know. It, it just makes it so much harder. It makes a better case for open source mapping, with, you know, where you use Leaflet um, to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it's just uh, it's just frustrating because it's it's so much money for something like that. And then, you know, you're kind of screwed on budget. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you want to do your own Esri server, um, we got quoted. And you want to do it so, like, you okay, say you want to have an Esri a server that you have provide logins to clients to log into that server that you own. We got a quote for, um, oh my goodness, I think it was $40,000 plus $10,000 a year for maintenance. Wow. Yeah, absolutely insane. That's I think because, Mapbox pricing is like, I don't know, right now I'm paying nothing. Well, is that for like uh, a server that your own, the own uh, server? Well, let me... You can do both. So they host it in the cloud for you, or okay. you can have it on site. Yeah, this, that was for forty thousand was on site. Yeah, I mean their yeah. monthly is you pay five hundred bucks a month. Yeah, and then um, you get a crap ton of stuff. I'll put it That's, that way. You get a crap ton of stuff, and then it's like fifty cents for every couple thousand requests or something. Jeez, five five hundred a month? You said? Yeah. That's that's way cheaper than Esri, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Like, it's just for maintenance wise, not even the upfront cost. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, these these maps look so good. It's like material design if it was a map, essentially. It would, yeah. I'm right there with you. Like, it's if you uh, their their navigation demo is uh, is sleek. So, if anyone's listening, I apologize that Ricky and I have just been going back and forth and how good this looks, but. You should go to the show notes and check it out if you have anything to do with maps because, oh, my gosh. Like, um, Ricky, real quick, go to the uh, the navigation demo on the thing 
mm-hmm. you can like drag a uh, pizza delivery guy somewhere on the map. Yeah. And it actually simulates in a phone what it would look like, all the directions and stuff, and it like renders three oh, D cool. buildings and. Oh, that's cool. Right, you watching it? Yeah. That's cool, right? That's hot. That's real yeah. hot right there. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. I think it's cool. Traffic aware um, routing. So it's basically yeah. it has the Google Maps functionality included in. They're coming. They're coming out with instance too, but it's yep. just it's not Google. You can have it for your own. Uh, company that's pretty cool yep because side note um every major mapping provider esri uh unless you host your own maps so this is cloud solutions esri uh google yahoo and bing you can use their maps in a commercial environment but you can't use it for turn-by-turn navigation really and that well that's in their terms of service that's the thing that's your bread and butter right there so yep Huh. Okay. Well, what Mapbox wouldn't be good for is what as and what Esri does really good is um, uh, crisis uh, stuff where you have to have GIS for um, like if you have a city with a hurricane hitting it and stuff. It has like mm-hmm. real time dashboards and everything like that. That is just like a step beyond anybody else. And but Mapbox, it seems like is definitely more for I don't know millennials. I want to say wow. <laughs> people who aren't going to be using this for in a very um, professional sense. I mean, we can uh, depends, we can talk more really. about that later. But I bet you that Mapbox with the right developer, oh, do the no, exact same I'm thing sure. as does. Oh, I'm sure, but it's not like a product that they have already ready to go. No, it's meant to be a platform for developers because like Uber uh, uses okay. it and came out with their own dashboard and actually okay. has all this open source stuff to make your own dashboard through them. Okay, it's that's why that's why cool. I wasn't getting from that. Yeah. I didn't realize that was open source and more for developers. That makes yeah. more sense. Okay. Yeah, that's the whole point. I didn't even get to it. Yeah, the best part is if Mapbox is broken, all their code is open source. I can fix it. It's great. <laughs> Can't use it. It's <laughs> not secure. <laughs> not secure. It's hackable. Oh. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh my gosh. So man. uh anything oh, so we gotta talk about this though. You're uh you're getting married soon, right? Yeah, we moved up that date because um just circumstances, you know, and just like, eh, why not? You know, because what's the point of her staying with her parents if she's just gonna be working at like uh, at a retail job or something like that when she'd be doing that? and saving money and live with me you know what's the point so move that yeah up for, she uh, move that up by like nine months i think <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it i uh i didn't think it was this soon like i didn't even think it was gonna be this oh, year no, it was gonna be no it was gonna be next march but then we're like well to, whatever you know what she didn't get a job so well, oh well let's just go for it then you know so i didn't even tell you this actually it's only gonna be 30 people for this wedding um i'm pumped it's only going to be uh, parents and grandparents, and then you and uh, two other groomsmen, and then the bridesmaids. So, I'm I'm excited for it. Do I know any other groomsmen, or probably not? No, one of them is from uh, upstate, but then another one is from college. Um, gotcha. The one from uh, the one from upstate is a cop, but the one from college, though, he's a mechanical engineer who's like into. Uh, coding and stuff like I uh, like I am not as much as you mm-hmm. obviously, but like you know, a little bit more technologically aware. So I think you'll have a good time with him. Nice, yeah, nice, yeah. So. I'm excited. So Ricky uh, texted me a couple days ago and told me about this. He's like, "Hey, 
I want you to be my best man, which super honored to be. Because Ricky, yeah, I would I would have so. sent you a cigar and some whiskey in a box, but yes. we didn't have time for that. But I will it's get like, to that. I'll bring don't it down. Even, don't worry. Yeah, that. I, yeah. I will get to that. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, Ricky texts me. He's like, "Hey, just so you know, you know, this happened. This happened. So we're doing the wedding in August. It's going to be August 18th." And I look at my calendar and I'm like, "Crap." I leave for vacation that morning, like 5 a.m. from... Oh, my God, 5 a.m.? Oh, yeah, crap. from Albany. Okay. Yeah, so early. Um, so I text him back, and I'm like, uh, I'll leave for vacation, but I want to make your wedding, so give me a few hours. Let me see if I can make this work. And I'm looking up rental cars. I'm looking up all this stuff, and I found out the best solution for where I am to where Ricky is, is uh, after work Friday, I'm getting a one-way rental car, because my office is right next to the airport. Um, going oh, from yeah. uh, Albany, four and a half hour drive to Pennsylvania. Yeah, Mar- you're, you're, well, if you're coming to me, you're coming to Maryland, bud. Oh, frick. You didn't put in the right ad. You are you driving address. to the... Yeah, I'm driving so you, to, to the wedding. It's only how, far, how far away are you from the wedding? Hour and a half. Okay, so I'm driving... It's making me cry. I'm driving five and a half hours to Ricky. Dude, that is not that much, okay? <laughs> that is really not that bad. We're, okay, well, I'm going to work eight hours and then drive five and a half hours to go see Ricky. <laughs> Let me finish this. So I'm driving that long to go see Ricky in Maryland. Keyword Maryland. Remember that for a second. Yeah, yeah. To be with him, to go to his wedding the next day at noon, which I'm going to have to drive myself, to Pennsylvania, to leave the wedding by... <laughs> 3.30 to drive back to Maryland to fly out of Baltimore to make it to Florida by uh, 10 o'clock that night. Okay. So maybe it wouldn't... Hmm. Interesting. I'm just trying to think. I don't, like, I don't mind doing it. I just forgot that you lived in Maryland so I was like, oh yeah, this is fine. That's, um, that's why I said get ready to pay like 20 bucks in tolls because you have to go over the Delaware uh, yeah, now it makes sense. Bridge and go through Dirty Jers. Benefit though, uh, rental car companies, you pay like 10 bucks and you just get to use their easy pass. Oh, score. All right. So there you go. Yeah. I'm pretty I, sure I, when you that. get here, I'll be waiting with a six pack of your choice. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to let you know now that uh, it, it is an eight hour drive for me to get to Baltimore from where I am. Well, yeah. Well, you're not coming to, you're not going to Baltimore though. Are you going to like Bel Air? Yes. That's where I live. Okay, so let me rephrase that then. From my house to Bel Air, it's like five hours. Don't even give me that. No, I'm I'm gonna give it to you because it's not right. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, it's like five hours. Okay, it's not even that bad. Oh, it is five hours. I take that back. Uh-huh. I yes. Google Maps thought I was in New York City and wanted me to take the oh subway all the way to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> subway. To Baltimore. <laughs> so I had about twelve transfers, and that's why it was ten hours. <laughs> All right, so five hours. I can do five hours. I'm okay with that. And that's, and that's and that's going the speed limit. We all know you don't go the speed limit, so. No, I do not. So. No. So make that like yes. four and a half, four fifteen. Yeah. 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 So that's true. Um, so tell me more about this wedding. So there's gonna be thirty people. Yeah, thirty people. Only parents and grandparents only. Then groomsmen, bridesmaids, um, three piece for those. Uh, we not sure if we're going to do a backyard or in a, in a church yet because we're trying to figure out with tents situation, you know, eating outside mm. or eating yep. in 
like uh, if the church that we were if uh, one of our grandparents suggested their church, but uh, we have to check it out first see if it would work. Um, so hopefully next weekend, check that. Are you out. guys uh, going anywhere after you guys get married? Well, my parents are actually going to buy us a cruise to uh, oh, Caribbean. Score right, yeah, dude. That's yeah. a win. That's going to be a good time. Well, what they're going to do is they're going to spend. Uh, they're going to um, give us a certain amount of money on a uh, gift card for a cruise, and then we can pick our own dates and then spend it how we like. Right. Oh, so, gotcha. so you might not we, do a honeymoon right away, but you might do it in like right. a few weeks later. Yeah. yeah, we might do it when in a few weeks, and then um, pay for the rooms. And if the rooms come in pretty cheap, yep. Boom, you got free uh, fancy meals on the uh, on the ship, and then you got drinks and yeah. Dude, yeah. good for you. Excursions, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Yep. One big struggle though, that I'm foreseeing here is i don't know how do you know how maryland's uh inspection system works for cars no 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 you get you get inspected once and then past that you're good you don't have to get inspected ever again right score but i need to move to maryland i'm gonna buy the if you have a crappy car to begin with like i had a 16 chevy cruise and they they said like they were they were close on having some issues with it for the inspection. Okay, a 2016, what? and that's Come in, on. and 2017, right? Yeah, 2017. They were saying like, oh, it, it's a little close on some things. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's a brand new car, but yeah, it's very very strict. So she has an older car, so I don't know how we're gonna have to figure out how to do some with that. I think we might have to go find a used car and then tell them like, look, we'll buy it if you guys get inspected and passed. Then we're good. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a big thing. It's gonna be interesting, but you have a certain amount of days to uh, register your car in Maryland after you move here. Yeah, that's interesting because I know if, New York. I mean, that's just a yearly uh, thing. I mean, it's super yeah. easy too to pass. Yeah, it's super easy once your car is older than ten years. Because under ten oh, yeah. years, you have yeah. to plug it in for admissions and all that other stuff. But yeah, I mean, I remember driving my car, and it was like, oh, the check engine lights on, no problem. Let me just deconnect the battery, plug it back <laughs> in, roll it down a hill for twenty miles, and boom, it didn't come back on, so it'll pass inspection. <laughs> exactly. That's New York. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Maryland is like, they plug it in, they do the emissions, they do this, they do that. It's just like, oh my gosh. It's way Just more expensive. Yeah, I, seriously, I know. Right? I wish. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm kind of in that boat too. Yeah. Oh my god. One day, one day right. we will get Teslas. I know. <laughs> I know. Soon, soon, soon. <sighs> anything else man i feel like it's been a long week but i feel like it's just because we've been talking yeah. the past couple days you know with this whole travel situation that and the server were yeah they they're kind of backing off on that just because it is but let's follow up with everyone that's a good point let's yeah. follow up with everyone follow about up where where we went on this because we actually spent probably the next three days like non-stop working on this project yeah trying to figure out things and so we presented it and everybody's yep. like, oh, yeah, it looks great. Good idea. It going to look great. Blah, blah, blah. And then. By we, he meant Ricky. I did not present it. Yes, I, I presented it. Sorry. Uh, well, me and Sean, the other GIS guy for the company, yeah, we yeah. Um, presented it. And then afterwards, they were like, um, 
somebody else who wasn't in the presentation is like, well, since it's not a fully finished product, we can't provide it to the client. So we're going to have to go with the Google Drive option or the, or not, actually it's not the Google Drive option anymore. It's the AEC option as your AEC in the in the show notes. You can find that. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. We're going to go with that. But the issue is, though, is that you have to you have to upload all the documents to that. And that burns credits like nobody's business. So, oh yeah, Esri credits are the worst. Oh my gosh, hundred dollars for a thousand, but for storage, it burns through them like crazy. Well, yeah. see, now the issue is also we well we talked to the IT guy <laughs> again about this, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we'll just buy more credits." And we're like, "Seriously, you do not know what?" Dude, Esri will take your money without even looking. Oh my gosh, they will. They, yeah, they don't even care. Like they yeah. they deleted. Um, we had a account with them with all this data on it, and then they deleted it, and they're like, "Oops, sorry, you can't do. We can't do anything about that." And we spent forty hours rebuilding it all. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, so I make sure to pay your bills. With make sure to pay your bills with Esri, or they will delete your stuff. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, it should. They should keep it though. That's the thing. It's your account. You're just not paying for it. For so accounts, keep it, right? Yeah, for accounts with people like your size, my size, stuff like that. Um, yeah, you should probably just reach out a couple times before you just delete the account. Seems a little yeah. extreme for a customer that gives you tons of money. Yeah, and we're like, well, we've brought in business for them too through these other uh, companies or towns. Yeah. You know, we're if selling. you're at the point <laughs> where you have a sales rep, which I'm guessing you guys have a sales rep for from Esri to- that yeah. we talked to. Esri. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they should have done that first. But anyway, anyway, so this this plan that we came through Azure, right? We yeah. did. Um, I'm looking at it right now. We did Cosmos DB. Yep. Where we stored like uh, lat longs, uh, the location and blob storage, which I'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, metadata, some small stuff, the name of the file when it was uploaded. That so we had Cosmos DB, we had Blob Storage. Blob Storage is where Ricky and I would upload the files, so it was like really cheap storage in Azure, and then we just linked it in the database. Um, we used Azure Functions. We had a function that showed a grid, so like you could pass in a lat long, and we almost finished it, or you could pass in like a polygon and see what you got back from it using the lat long. So that was yeah. pretty cool. No polygon um, yet, but if they want us, no, but we had. Yeah, we built it for it, but even the lat long thing was pretty cool to just yeah. pass that in and get it, you know, a list of documents. Um, we then were working on a Azure function that would allow you to just it would pop up a form and then you could upload the file that way. So you'd pick the point on a map, it would do the lat long, and then you attach the file. Yeah. Um, so we were working on that, and we were working on the one that when it uploads, it spins off another Azure function that uh, runs it through cognitive services. So if it's a PDF, it would have went and done OCR. If it was an image, it went would have went and done computer vision and then add those tags for keyword searches back in Cosmos DB. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it works great. Um, now, if we want to great. actually... If we want to get it to production, like to finalize, we're going to have to do a form because it's for an intern to upload all this stuff to. Um, yeah. It's because it's just that it's just too much work to be going in and doing all that by hand, you know? Yeah. 
But it was a cool project. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was interesting to show off, and people were like kind of wowed by it. You know what you can do now, yeah, with the cloud. And but you know, at the very least, I think we'll finish it up within the next week or so, and we'll post a blog post about about how you, if you wanted to do something similar yourself. I mean, you could use this for a lot of things, right? You could use it for I don't know documents based off zip code if you didn't want to do that long. Right. You could do it for documents based off of keyword. Something right. silly, but yeah. it really didn't take us that long to spin everything up in Azure either once we figured no. out the whole billing. No, once you figure that out, you're golden, really, and you just have to upload yeah. stuff and put it on a map. And then they wanted to yeah. use it, too, for uh, other environmental uh, group stuff, too. But, that again, it's non-billable, so you have to find time and money for it. But yeah, that's a whole other can of worms that the company i don't think wants to open <laughs> yeah Honestly. Uh, yeah but it was fun anyway yeah anything else that we're missing uh, talking about i don't think so i think yeah i think we kind of jumped around today but i mean that was just i think we hit been, it yeah been a been a long week so <laughs> yeah. well i appreciate everyone listening this week you can find us on the engineer of uh, tag your friends, tag us, go subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, uh, you name it, we're on it. Uh, you can follow us at Engineer of What on Twitter. Um, you can email us, podcast at theengineerofwhat.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to hear more feedback about how we built this Azure thing, wait for the blog post, or if you ping us ahead of time, we'll send you all the stuff. Um, and yes, we are going to make it open source. So Ricky, get ready. We're going to put it in GitHub. So oh man, I hope you're ready. God forbid. Oh no, I know. So, somebody's going to steal our code. One one of y'all. Oh steal man, code. steal our code. If oh there was boy. Licensing for that. Oh, the <laughs> end of the world. Huh. Anyway, for this week, it. this is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, for this week, this is Nate. This is Rick. Thanks for listening. <laughs>